Welcome to a four-day podcast series aimed at giving you, the work-from-home mom who's trying to grow her dreams and serve her family well, the tools she needs to juggle it all. We're dialing it back, breaking it down, and getting back to the basics in motherhood, business, home, and marriage over four days and four episodes. If you want to do your very best work in every area of your life, then grab your pen and papers, ladies, because I'm about to dive in to the Back to Basics series right here on the Systemize Your Life podcast. So here we are, day four, and I have never been so thrilled in all my life to have connected with so many incredible women. This series has brought a lot of really good and hard conversations about just exactly what are we trying to accomplish? What are you trying to accomplish? What is it that you're really looking for? Why do you show up to this podcast? Why do you pop in your earbuds? Why do you show up to do your work? Who do you want to be in your motherhood? What kind of house do you want to keep? What kind of relationship do you want to have with your husband? And what kind of business do you want to run? I've heard from some of you that are like, oh, I'm not entirely certain what I want to do with business. I just know that I want it to be something. And then there's some of you that are like, oh my gosh, I feel like I totally know exactly what I want to do, but I'm just struggling to get my husband on board. And I don't really know how to talk to him about it. And then others of you are like, me and my husband are great. I know exactly what I want to do, but I can't figure out how to like maintain my kids while I'm trying to do all that kind of stuff. And obviously yesterday in the third episode, we talked all about the whole keeping house aspect and how to juggle all the things plus keep your house clean and keep it tidy at the same time so that your house doesn't look like a bomb went off all the time, right? Um, and today we're going to really dive into one of those things that I just mentioned, which is being on the same page as your husband, knowing exactly what it is that you need and how to talk to him about it. Sometimes that means you're going to have to have hard conversations. And that's exactly why the title of today's episode is having hard conversations with your husband about your needs with confidence, because that confidence, sometimes it's hard to find. And maybe it's like most of the time, it's hard to find. But like anything that I bring to you on this podcast, I want you to know that there is a system that can help you. I have found through years of trying to figure out how to make my needs known that there really is a pretty good systematic approach so that you can have confidence, so you don't have to have anxiety, so it doesn't have to end up in an argument, so that both people are happy so that you get what you need and so does he. So I'm going to talk a little bit before we dive into the actual steps of this. I just want to be really open and honest about why this is even a part of, first and foremost, the academy. Why is there an entire tier dedicated to systemize your marriage? Why would I even think to put that in there? And why do I want to make sure that I'm talking about it on the podcast when Most of everything that I talk about is time and task management systems in motherhood and in business, right? How to succeed in home and business. That's what I want to talk to you about. Well, I think I would really be missing the mark if when I say how to succeed in home and business, I didn't talk to you 
about the elephant in the room, and it's that your home is not just you. Well, there was a time in my life when my home was just me. I was working, trying to grow a business. I was a single mom. And even in those times, I was still trying to figure out what it was that my needs were. And throughout, I can't even tell you, you know, through all of my years when I was in high school and then when I was in college and all the way up until where I'm at right now with Blaine, I've always been trying to figure out how do I make my needs known? How do I even know what my needs are? And I think a lot of times when that that really is, that really is the issue, right? It's, it's us knowing what our needs are and being able to articulate them. And a lot of times, because we don't know how to do that, we often say that our husband isn't on the same page as us, or he doesn't support me, or he doesn't understand me, or you try and communicate your needs and it seems like he doesn't care about them. And then we just get frustrated. And I have always just had this real affinity for communication. And when I was in college, I studied communication. I'm an interpreter, right? So a portion of my degree, my minor was in communication. And ever since then, I've really, I've really just fallen in love with the art of communicating with the art of articulation and expression through language I think that that is one of the most beautiful things that we have and it's not to be taken lightly. I think about it a lot with my kids, which is why I love the love and language, the love and logic approach, because there's so much emphasis on the language that we use as parents. And I think that that absolutely applies to us in our marriages as well. One of my favorite things to do is you know, you guys have girlfriends, you talk to them, you complain, you get stressed, you ask for help. You're best friends, right? And so you talk about things you talk about, Oh, I'm so frustrated. Or, Oh, I've asked my husband to do this a 1000 times. And I don't understand why I can't get done. And we sometimes we vent to our friends. And in that process of my friends having that me having that experience with my friends and me being that person on the other end, I've realized over the years that something that comes extremely natural to me is providing language cues to my girlfriends on how to navigate what seems like a really, really, really hard topic and conversation about their needs in a way that helps them as a couple get to the other side of it. (laughs) Now, doing that in my own marriage is very not second nature, right? Because our emotions get involved. So what I've learned from collecting data, because you guys know that I'm such a huge advocate of collecting data instead of making emotional decisions, that there's been a pattern. There's been a pattern between all of my girlfriends and myself, and now the members inside of the academy that know that I (laughs) have a knack for this, and there's an entire tier dedicated towards systems and marriage, and there's a huge communication component. Actually, a lot of it is communication and how to connect yourselves with your spouse, how to be on the same team, how to make sure that you guys are getting your best work done in your marriage. Because at the end of the day and the beginning in the middle and every part of the day, what you can do when you are united 
is a thousand times better than what you can do if you're trying to accomplish it on your own. Every single moment of the day is way better when you're in sync with your husband. And that means because you're a team, right? Like everything you do with the kids and everything you do with your money and all the decisions that you make, everything that you do is about both of you. And so if you don't feel like you can communicate your needs to him, you don't feel like your needs are being met by him. Like it's just, it's just a train wreck for you to either a stuff, all those feelings inside and either that becomes you not taking care of yourself, you not feeling secure, you not taking care of your body, your mental, your emotional health, your sanity, or it comes out and how you are a mother. A lot of times that's what ends up happening with me. If there is even the slightest bit of me and Blaine not on the same wavelength, I can't function in motherhood. That is how I know, ooh, you have a need that you need to figure out so that you can communicate it. And so I've been gathering all this data and I've just been looking at it objectively over and over and over and over again. And I figured out a system that helps me to be able to sit down and talk to Blaine whenever I have a need that I feel like needs to be met and it's not being met, right? Or there's a new need that I've never communicated that I just want to talk to him about and see what he thinks about it and figure out how we can move on from there with something that I need. I'm going to drive home all of this here in just a second, (laughs) but I want to peel this onion back one more layer. And I really want to address why it is that we're afraid to talk about our needs in marriage, because although I know that I can't speak for everyone, I do know that wives have been taught from other women for decades, probably centuries, that it's their job to make a house a home and to keep their husband happy. And that was never communicated to the man in the same way, right? They had different things that they were told to focus on. And there was a major separation between those roles. There was huge gender role separation, like massive silos. And if you guys have watched my free workshop, um, chelseajo.co backslash workshop, you will learn all about that inside of that workshop. I'm, I'm so adamant about that being one of the number one mistakes that you're making is you're operating in a silo. The thing of it is, is that this has been ingrained in us for so long that the way to marry a man and a woman is for them to operate in very distinct roles. And it doesn't work like that. (laughs) It just doesn't work like that. The very, very, very best woman that you could be is one that is not operating in a silo from her husband. And so what that means is that your husband too is responsible for keeping your needs met just as much as you are responsible for keeping his needs met. And so that looks like one thing and one thing only. And let me just say this. If you walk away from today's episode only knowing one thing, I want you to know that what I just said. It's that your needs are just as important as his. And, you know, I think I grew up most of my life watching my mom. My mom and my dad were very respectful to each other. Like I literally never saw them argue. 
They loved each other. They were kind to each other. But there was always this underlying tone, whether or not it came from my dad or my mom, or just that they lived in extremely distinctive male and female roles. It was that my mom's needs weren't as important. And this is true for so many families. Like, I'm not the only one. My parents weren't like this, like, odd, random experience for me. Like, this is, this is very normal. No, we don't need to get all into the psychology of everything. I'm just saying this because I think it's important for you to recognize that this stuff is going to take time to break down. Not just time in our own lives, but time between generations, right? And that's why I'm so adamant about this topic is because these hard conversations, they have to happen. You have to choose to have these hard conversations so that your kids grow up and see what true partnership looks like. They have to see that. If you want them to succeed, they have to see that. If you want you to succeed, if you want your husband to succeed, they absolutely have to see that. You have to be doing it. I remember reading a statistic one time that said that husbands that got a kiss from their wives before they went to work were 90% more successful in their jobs than the men that didn't. And I was like, that's interesting. And let's just say that I don't know that there's ever been a study done on the reversal. Maybe there has, but I haven't seen it. But what I do positively want to take away from that is how important it is that our spouses know that we're there for them and vice versa. So I think that we have a little bit of work to do when it comes to how we communicate our needs. We just do. And this is what we're going to (laughs) do. Here's how we're going to break this down. This is how we're going to get back to the basics in this. Communicating your needs, I want you to know, is not venting. I want you to raise your hand right now (laughs) or honk your horn if you're driving in your car (laughs) or bang some pots and pans if you're doing dishes right now. If you know without a shadow of a doubt that most of the time when you have a need, you keep it quiet for a very long time and then you lose your cool, you vent about it, and that is how your husband finds out what you need. Because that was my default for many, many, many years, for a long time. It just does not get the job done. It just won't. And it may feel good to get it all out, but it's only because you've been suppressing it for a very long time, and it's not going to produce the results that you want ever. The truth is, is that I would venture to say that nine times out of 10, it's not your husband's fault. And I I believe this in most things. I truly believe in owning and taking responsibility for pretty much everything that happens to us. Um, I don't play the victim card and I don't like it when other people play the victim card. So I think it's very important that you take your outcomes into your own hands and realize that if you're not getting something that you need, either with your children or in your home or in your business or in your marriage, that there's something that you can do about it. And that is what I aimed to have you walk away from this podcast with every single episode is how can you know exactly what's to do to get the results that you're looking for? You may be like 
really, really good at letting your husband know what you need in like a roundabout way or an aggressive way or um, kind of a condescending way. Or maybe you just beat around the bush a lot or like you may have your own way of doing it. But if it's not getting the results that you want, if your needs still isn't being met, that's when it's time to sit down and be like, all right, Chelsea said I need to get back to the basics. And what does that look like? Well, I'm going to give it to you in three steps. The first one, I want you to write these down, okay? Because this is going to help you with your homework. The first one is I want you to know your needs. And I have this in my notes in all caps. Because as much as you think you know your needs, do you actually know what your need is? So when I say I want you to know your needs, that means if you're if you're getting to this point where you're like frustrated, upset, feeling distant, um, feeling unsupported, unsure, not like you just don't feel like you're on the same page as your husband. You don't feel like he understands you or he gets you. Um, and you just don't think that you're getting the help that you need, you're starting to have these conversations with yourself about him, I want you to ask yourself, what do I need? Because it's not about the feelings that you have. Listen, I can't believe that just came out of my mouth. Because I am the most emotive person in the entire planet. Like, I have feelings like a lot. I got a lot of feelings, probably more feelings than I need to have. But the truth is, is that when I have something that I need, I know that the only way that I'm going to get it is if I remove my emotion from it. Now, I'm not cold. I'm not saying that you can't have emotions. But when you ask yourself, what is your need? You have to sit down and look at it objectively. What is this thing that you're wanting? Do you want your husband to insert a specific thing? Do you just have needs in general that you just want to talk to him about and you just want him to listen? What is it that you need? You have to know that first and foremost every single time. Okay, that's the first step. The second step is once you know what your need is, then you have to give a tangible request that has a specific time associated to it or a quantity associated to it, like a start and stop time. Like, <clears throat> you know, the SMART goals, like the like actual S-M-A-R-T, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time bound. Like that's what your need has to have. When you're, when you're getting ready to go and approach your husband, these are the things that you need to have before you talk to him. You need to know what your need is and then that need, you need to you need to create a request out of that. And here's why I say this. Because going to your husband and just venting is okay. It's okay. I know I said communicating our needs is not venting. That's because it's not. But that doesn't mean that you're not allowed to vent to your husband. Don't hear me wrong here. You are allowed to have a constructive space in your marriage where you are allowed to complain respectfully and vent respectfully absolutely 100% of the time but that is not how you communicate your needs do you understand the difference I hope you do because there's a huge difference 
And if you have never practiced communicating your needs outside of venting and complaining, then this is going to be hard. But I believe that you can do it. Because if I can do it, (laughs) you can do it. (laughs) Trust me. This has been five years in the making for me, probably even longer than that. It's probably actually been like the last 20 years of my life, but I have been hardcore practicing this with Blaine like since the day we got married because he's somebody that I want to practice this with, right? Like he deserves this and and I deserve a husband that meets my needs and he deserves a wife that doesn't just complain and vent to him all the time, but actually gives him the opportunity to meet my needs through clear communication, communication that he understands. So before I give you number three, I want to talk to you a little bit about that. I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent here. And when I was studying communication, one thing in college, one thing that I loved so much was when I finally like this light bulb clicked and I can almost like still see the classroom that I was sitting in. I could not tell you the year it was. Again, numbers are not my friend, but I could tell you exactly what, like what the lighting was in the room, what it felt like in the room, what it sounded like, what it tasted like, like everything, you know, like what I was drinking. Like I could tell you everything about that moment because it struck me so deeply that I don't think I will ever forget And it was when one of my professors had said to me that we are just as responsible for the way that that person receives the message as we are for the way that we send that message. And I was like, wait, what? You mean I have to like actually care about how they receive my message? Like, I have to care about my delivery, right? Like, I have to care about how I package up what I'm saying and how it's going to arrive on their doorstep and how easy it's going to be for them to open the box to then get to the goods inside. And when I approach Blaine and I literally have packaged up my need in like, 15 layers of bubble wrap and then like two pounds of duct tape all inside of a box that I wrapped with paper and then put like twine all around. Do you know how long it's going to take him to figure that out? Do you know that he doesn't have the patience to unwrap that box to figure out what my need is in the middle, even though I know he loves me dearly? He just can't. (laughs) Like A, he doesn't have time. B, he probably doesn't have the patience. (laughs) He wants to know what I need. He wants to be able to find that little teeny tiny nugget inside of all that bubble wrap, but he's just not going to find it, friends. And it doesn't matter if I throw scissors at him. It doesn't matter if I give him like a box cutter. It doesn't even matter if I babysit the kids so that he has enough time to get through the mess. It doesn't matter. He's probably not going to figure it out. And I was like, oh my gosh, you mean to tell me? That if I just figure out a better way to package my need, that he'd just be able to open the box and pull it out and be like, oh, okay, I can meet your need. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about here. Okay, so roundabout, let's get back to what is the third thing that I want you to do to be able to communicate your needs, have these hard conversations and do it with confidence. Here's the third thing. 
I want you to be patient and assume the best in your husband. I see this time and time and time again. Literally girls inside of the academy and my best friends voice messaging me and talking to me about, I don't know what to say to him. We had this conversation and now he's not doing it. And it always comes down to this, this moment of not believing in their husband and believing the worst in them and thinking that they don't care about them and that they don't want to be there for them. And what I always say is your husband loves you. Why don't you just talk to him about it? Why don't you give him the opportunity? Why don't you believe the best? Why don't you think the best in him right now before you go assuming the worst? Because here's what happens. When you know what your needs are, you're very matter of fact about it, and you have created a request, right? I'm going to give you an example in just a minute. You've you have created this request, and it has a very specific like, hey, I need you to do this for me every single Wednesday for the next six weeks. Cool. Got you. I can do that for you. Awesome. Now, maybe he forgets week one. Maybe he does it week one and he forgets week two. Maybe he does it a couple Wednesdays and then he forgets and he slips up and he does it on a Thursday, right? And our our gut reaction is to say, oh, well, he doesn't care about me and to get frustrated. And we think these things in our minds. And so then we A, either give up on him or B, when we go to talk to him about it, what does our language, what does our demeanor, what does our heart, what does the seed of our words carry? It carries that bitterness and frustration and that anger and that that immediate thought and reaction to discredit him. And so I think it is absolutely vital that you be patient. And when things don't go according to plan... <laughs> When you've communicated, he's like, yeah, sure, I can do that for you. You've compromised. You've figured out what's worked for both of you. And you've had this conversation. You were open. He was open. And then it doesn't exactly pan out like you were hoping. That you're patient. And that you go and you talk to him with an expectation for him to succeed. With an expectation for him to have a really good good, loving reason for it not being done, for him not following through, for it seeming like he doesn't care about your needs. And sometimes that language is really hard to come up with on your own when you're just in it, you know, and it's hard because you've had bitterness for so long or you're so frustrated on this specific example on, on this specific scenario that keeps happening over and over and over and over again. But I promise you, if you can just force yourself to dive deep and think about one of the things that actually helps me is to focus on what do I appreciate in him? Because sometimes I can get wrapped up in my emotions and I can get super emotional and frustrated. And I know that if I go to him and I talk to him when I'm feeling that way, it's not going to provide the outcome that I really want. And so in, instead of sabotaging myself and him and our marriage, I sit down and I think about some of the things that I really appreciate that he's done. And I then take myself to him and talk to him, hey, I really had this, this thing that we talked about last week and 
it just kind of seems like you've forgotten about it, which I know you really care about me and I know you really care about my needs. So is there something that I can do to help you or, or what do we, do you want to talk about it again? Did you change your mind on the way you wanted to support me or did you just forget? You know, you can, you can approach it with just some humility, you know, and some grace, a lot of grace and not feeling like he owes it to you. And oh, he better because I'm constantly serving him. And oh, I'm meeting his needs all the time. I want to give you a really good example of what this looks like. So um, I had a friend come to me and say, Hey, and this had, this had happened, um, over the course of like some, some maybe month, some few weeks put together. And she was trying to get her husband on board with helping out around the house. They had decided not to have a cleaner because of COVID for quite some time. And she runs an extremely successful business from home. She's got little kiddos, um, just involved in things in her local community. And she wanted her husband's help cleaning. And it's something that I teach inside of the academy. It's something I talk about on the podcast as well. How to outsource, how to ask for help. And one of the things that you can ask for help with is cleaning. <clears throat> and so she did that. And we went through some language cues we talked about how do you approach your husband with this need, right? And she went and she talked to him and she was like, hey, I heard this really cool system on, you know, Chelsea's podcast and I really would love it if you would listen to it and maybe we could try to do something like this together. What do you think? Okay, cool. Sends him the podcast. He listens to it, whatever. They decide that they're going to come up with their own cleaning zones together. They get it on their calendar. They get it on the schedule. And they picked one specific day of the week to do their cleaning. And then after that, it just so ended up that every week from there on out, she was still stuck cleaning on her own. And she messaged me and she was talking to me about it. Super respectful, loves her husband to death, but frustrated, right? As anybody would be. And that's when I was like, hey, just assume that he really does wants to help you clean every single Wednesday or whatever day of the week that it happened to be. Um, and just tell him, hey, I know that we sat down and we looked over this cleaning schedule together and we put it for Wednesdays, but it looks like you're having to work like on every single Wednesday. And so I'm still stuck doing it on my own. Um, is there is there another day of the week that would work better for you? Or what do you think that we should do about this? Because I know that you seemed really on boards to help me help. And, and I love that. I love that you were committed to it. I just think that maybe we need to look over it again. Boom. Done. Well, come to find out, she was able to talk to him and he felt the exact same way. He was like, yeah, I know. I really wanted to help you with this. And it just, I've been working and it just didn't work out. And so they very quickly and easily changed it. And boom, she's got her help. She's got her support. She feels like her needs are met. He didn't get attacked. He didn't get abused. He didn't get obliterated. <laughs> you know, like he felt good. She felt good. It was a win-win for both people. Um, <clears throat> And funny enough, I feel like a lot of these conversations come down to cleaning with husbands. 
because that seems to be one of the biggest topics that comes up. It's not always cleaning. Sometimes it's help with the kids. Sometimes it's, hey, I want to have date night. But a lot of times um, it's cleaning. There's another really good example of this. I had another friend that came to me that was like, I'm drowning in laundry. Like I am absolutely drowning in laundry. And I'm like, well, what is your husband doing? How often does he do laundry? Does he do his own laundry? Are your kids doing their laundry? Let's talk about this. Are you doing my system? Do you have one bin that is super tiny for every single person in the house? Let's start there. Are you doing my system? Yes, you are. You're still drowning. Check. Okay. Why are you still drowning? Are you trying to do laundry for everyone? Are you outsourcing? Well, she wasn't outsourcing at all. And I was like, okay, so you've, you can just go up to him and say, Hey, I am trying to work. I'm making a solid income for our family. I know you are too. And I'm home and I'm trying to take care of the house and I'm trying to take care of the kids and I'm trying to do all these things too. And I'm literally drowning in laundry and it makes me want to cry. Like it is my kryptonite and I need some help. I was thinking, and here comes the very tangible request. There's the very specific need. I'm drowning in laundry. Boom. Your husband knows I'm drowning in laundry. Okay. That's her problem. What is the solution, right? This is what Blaine always says to me. If there's a problem, I want to give you a solution and I want to move on. Like that is how he thinks. That's how a lot of men think. They just want, they don't want to just sit and like talk about feelings for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on end, right? <laughs> so there's the need. And the solution is, hey, you offer a solution, offer a solution. And then you can follow up with what do you think about that? Or do you have a different idea? What do you think about that? If you don't like it, do you have a different idea? Write that language cue down, write it on your wrist, put it on a sticky note, put it in your paper planner, put it in a notes app, write these language cues down. They're so helpful. They're so insanely helpful. Okay. So she says, Hey, I heard this system on a podcast on Chelsea's podcast where everybody has this one laundry bin. And I was thinking, could you just make sure that you get your clothes inside of this laundry bin? And I gave her a couple options. Like, I don't know where you're at with your family. You could either say, hey, would you be cool with doing your own laundry from now on? Or you could just ask him, can you please just put the wash your laundry inside of the hamper? And then can you help me fold and put it away whenever I ask you to or every single Friday? And I told her, you need to find something specific that you think works for your family. But that's what you need to tell them. Hey, I found this system that I think would help me, but I need you to support me too. So would you be okay if da, 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 and if that doesn't sound good to you, what would you suggest? Right? And so it's not like, um, I have this need and I was just wondering if you wanted to care about it because I was thinking that you probably wouldn't care about it, but like, no, girl, don't talk to him or you or anyone else like that. Know your need, have a solution in mind like a very, very specific request and tell them about it. Talk to them about it and then give them time. Be patient. Work together. Figure that out. Guess what? That went over awesome for the two of them. I could give you one other really cool example and I think I might and then we're going to wrap this up. So I had another friend that was like, hey, I keep feeling extremely emotional 
and needy and I don't know how, like it's really bothering me. Like I feel distant from my husband. I don't really know how to talk to him about it. I don't know what to say. Like, I don't know what to do. She's like, and I've tried to say something and then it turns out like this. And then, you know, because she's just venting, but what she really wants is for her need to be met. And so I was like, well, have you sat down and looked at why you're feeling that way? Have you, have you tried looking at when it falls in your cycle? And she was like, oh (laughs) my gosh, no. And be right back. Let me go check this out. So I told her, I was like, just look at it. Try to look at your feelings. Try to gather some data on it. Why are you feeling that way? Is it because of your cycle? Is it because of he's working late? Is it whenever he's out of town? Like, what is it that's causing that? Is it when your house is a super big mess? Is it when certain family members come over? Like, there's got to be a correlation to this pattern that's triggering these feelings. Figure out what that is before you say anything to him again. And then I want you to sit down and say, hey, this is my need. When I'm on my period or when I'm and you know the week, right? Like when it's this week in my cycle, whatever that week is, I feel super, super detached from you and needy. So when that week happens, do you think for just that week that maybe we could cuddle every night? He'd be like, sure, fine. I promise you, I promise you, if you just come up to him and be like, here's black, here's white. Can you, can you do that? He'll be like, heck yeah, I love black and white. Thank you very much. <laughs> Moving on. Is he going to remember? Probably not. He might. He very well might. Are you going to have to remind him? Of course. And that's that's totally fine. You're going to need to be reminded whenever somebody comes to you and asks you of things that you need because you're busy, because you got a lot on your mind, because you have a lot of other things that you care about more, right? But you're going to be patient and you are going to assume the best in him. That's all you have to do. That's how basic this is. It might be mind-blowing to you. It might be really hard, but it is so possible. Your only homework, your only homework is to try it. Write down these three steps. First is to know what your need is. Second is to have a very tangible request, something very specific that has a quantity attached to it, and be patient and assume the best in him. That's number three. Okay. So let me just say that I haven't mentioned this yet because I got so excited about this topic, but today's the last day for $200 off to get inside the academy. Today is the last day. Please do not wait. You're not going to want to miss this because next week and the week after that and the month after that, when you want to come inside the academy, the coupon code happy 100 will not work and you will have to pay $200 more than what you can pay right now today. Make it happen. I promise you the investment, you will never, ever lose any sleep over the investment at all because you are going to be getting results. You are going to be in that place that you dream to be in every single night. No more feeling like you're falling far behind in every single area. You don't have to feel like that anymore, friend. Jump inside of the academy and truly walk away knowing that your kids are loved and that your house doesn't have to constantly be a mess. Know exactly how you're going to get consistent time to work towards these big goals that you have for yourself and your business 
even with small kids at home. And the like major icing on the cake cherry on top is learn how to be an incredible teammate and super, super intentional in your marriage so that you both can have this partnership that elevates your life into the place that you both talk about, that you dream about, that you want so, so much. Go to chelseajoe.co backslash academy, use code HAPPY100 at checkout, and come party with me inside the academy. I'm so excited. All right, that is all four days. The Back to Basics four-day podcast series is going to be here forever. It's going to be on the podcast. You can come back and listen to it anytime. You can come over inside of the Facebook group. You can pop in your homework whenever you want. But the coupon code goes away Friday at midnight. So don't wait. Come hang out with us inside of the private Facebook group, inside of the curriculum, inside of the group calls. I cannot wait to see you over there. And until next time, ladies, I look forward to jamming on your homework inside of the Facebook group. And as always, it has been so fun hanging out with you from behind my mic.